knowledge economy. At the same time as these arguments have gained traction, there has also been a growing concern about the cost of a college education and whether college students are learning very much in their classes. In 2010, college debt, estimated at $1 trillion, exceeded credit card debt for the first time. And in early 2011, a new study revealed that after two years of college, nearly half of all students were no more skillful than when they began their studies, and fully one-third showed no gains after four years. Statistics show college graduates earn far more than high school graduates. But is that because they are actually more skilled? Or because the credential has become a simple way to weed through the forest of resumes? Given the near consensus on the vital importance of innovation in today's economy, I decided to explore the question of how you educate young people to become innovators, and how are they best taught. I became especially interested in what truly constitutes a meaningful STEM education. The question of how teachers can develop those student skills that matter most for our country's future has become even more urgent for me as I have followed the recent education reform debates in the United States and elsewhere. I am frankly appalled at the idea, now widely held, that the best measure of a teacher's effectiveness is students' performance on standardized, multiple-choice tests. I am not a fan of teacher tenure, and I believe strongly in accountability for improved student learning. However, most policymakers and many school administrators have absolutely no idea what kind of instruction is required to produce students who can think critically and creatively, communicate effectively, and collaborate versus merely score well on a test. They are also clueless about what kind of teaching best motivates this generation to learn. And the tests that policymakers continue to use as an indication of educational progress do not measure any of the skills that matter most today. We need more profiles of quality instruction and better sources of evidence of results to inform the education debate. Since the publication of The Global Achievement Gap, I have been inundated with emails from concerned parents. They know their children's schools are not teaching the skills that they will need, and the parents want to know what they can do. I have my own experience as the father of three wonderful children, now grown with children of their own. But that hardly seems like a sufficient basis for giving advice to other parents. How do parents nurture some of the important skills and attributes of their children, I began to wonder. In the last few years, I have had opportunities to work with highly innovative companies such as Apple, Cisco Systems, and Scholastic, as well as with senior leaders in the U.S. Army. I've been fascinated by how these leaders see the world and deal with the accelerating pace of change. I became interested in what the best employers do to develop the capacities of young people to be innovators. I also recently met with education leaders and visited schools in Finland, whose education system is considered the best in the world. It is also credited with helping to produce one of the most innovative economies in the world. I wanted to explore what lessons we might learn from Finland's success. Finally, I have continued to be intrigued by this so-called net generation, the first to grow up as what Mark Prensky calls digital natives. 
I interviewed a number of twenty-somethings for the last book, but I felt I had only scratched the surface of understanding this generation. Since then, the debate about this generation's work ethic, or lack of one, has continued to rage. So I wanted to better understand how they might be differently motivated, and what kinds of teaching and leadership they respond to most positively. Out of all these disparate influences and questions, an idea for a new book began to emerge. I resolved first to take a leap and become a student of innovation, something about which I knew little until a few years ago. I have tried to understand what the skills of successful innovators are and why they are so important to our future. I interviewed highly innovative 20-somethings and then studied their ecosystems, the parental, teaching, and mentoring influences that they told me had been most important in their development. I wanted to see if I could discern...